0: Another thing and another thing and another thing and another thing. Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to set the bar in the world of podcasts. My name is Jody Jenkins.
1: And my name is Tony Clement.
0: Tony, I'm out on a walk the other day. It's, you know, we're just getting past Easter weekend and you might be able to expand a little bit more on this than I can because you've gone through it more and I'll get into what I'm talking about here shortly. But I was, I was all of a sudden brought back to the federal election in 2015 when I ran as a candidate in Bay of Quinty and we put on like one heck of a campaign, like hands down, I don't think anyone would argue that we had the best campaign out of all the parties in our riding, Obviously we didn't win, but that's more of a timing thing, but right. it just made me think about how politics is one of the few, I guess, occupations or endeavors where you could actually work the hardest right. and, not, and not succeed at what you're doing. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. And yes you're absolutely correct because there's so many other factors involved including the national campaigns and um just the the way your writing is constructed right and how how people are feeling but it's also what what i always find interesting is this clash of of organizations like you're busy with your campaign and you're building your organization and you're doing you're executing your strategy in your organization but somebody else another candidate has another strategy and another organization and so you might be thinking wow everything's just ticking along beautifully and you know we're we're knocking on doors and we're meeting people and we're putting signs up and there might be just another person who's got it all together and it doesn't matter what you're doing, they're going to be successful. And of course there's the overlay of the national campaign and their messaging and so on. So like, uh, you know, in 2015, you know, a lot of people worked very hard and of course, you know, there's only one winner in every riding and there's multiple losers. So it's, uh, it's just the, it's just a combination of things, man. You've got to have the right, Rocket sauce plus the right opportunity.
0: I like that word, rocket sauce. We're going to unpack a little bit more uh, in the world of politics on this episode. But first, I want to thank the team at Municipal Solutions, John Mutton and the crew, our presenting sponsor each week. You can find them at municipalsolutions.ca. And Tony, I know that you can unpack a little more about what Municipal Solutions does.
1: Yes, I can, Jody. And in fact, John did reach out to me and he wanted me to say that Municipal Solutions now is Ontario's leading municipal zoning order firm. Oh, so nice. If you need an MZO. They're really good at that. I know he's gotten, he's been very successful with his MZOs. If you know what they are in terms of uh, municipal politics and municipal affairs. You, you know how important MZOs are. So he wanted me to, to make that point. Of course, that means getting your development approved and permits, uh, planning services he's also got engineering services architectural services minor variances land severances but the mzo's they're they're very important if you're going to have if you have a project for a municipality uh, you you could go the mzo route and uh, municipalsolutions.ca is where you go for that then we've got coming up really fast now the Canada Strong and Free Networking Conference May 5th to 7th uh, just just right around the corner At the Shaw Center in Ottawa, you go to canadastrongandfree.network, you can see the entire agenda. They've got some amazing speakers. Oh, my gosh. There's so much going on. I'm chairing a couple of sessions, one on the future of big tech and one on uh, how the next gen uh, sort of conservative uh, politicians – uh, feel is the best approach for a majority conservative government. So I, I'm sharing just those, those are just two sessions. There's so many sessions on uh, housing and on a uh, cancel culture all sorts of things happening. Plus, they have a best practices session going on, receptions uh, and whatnot as well. So, go to CanadaStrongandfree.network. dot network. You'll see more about it. And then, just a friendly reminder that uh, our podcast is rebroadcast at eighty eight point seven Hunters Bay Radio in Muskoka every Saturday morning at eight thirty a.m. Go to Hunters dot com.
0: And last but not least, looneypolitics.com, Your home. For exclusive news content that you cannot get anywhere else, including episodes of this show that must be heard only at looneypolitics.com. And to get access to them, become an annual subscriber, use the code PODCAST to get 50% off your annual subscription, looneypolitics.com. Tony, before we get deep into politics on this program, random question Did you ever own a Nintendo?
1: No, I did okay. not.
0: For some reason I could I envisioned you sitting and playing Duck Hunt when you were like <laughs> in your 30s or something, but maybe no. not.
1: No, I did not do I did not go down that route, of course, so we had a lot of Nintendo's in our house with uh uh with uh, our kids, but uh, no, I was not uh, I was old school. I played Missile Command. I played um uh Defender, Stargate. These are all Uh, video games, those sort of stand-up ones that in the video arcade, I was in a video arcade guy in my, uh, early twenties, but I did not uh, bring it home with me.
0: Were you a pinball wizard?
1: Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I have a pinball machine in my basement. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Uh, it's called Rogo. Uh, it's, it's got a picture of Thor. Uh, he's got wings and a red cape. And he's holding this scantily clad woman who he appears to be saving. And so it's got it's, – the theme is uh, Vikings. So I've got I've, – and it's from probably I'd say the 1940s or 50s. That's how old it is. So it's got, it's got the original wiring. Uh, like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And you get a free game at 125,000 points.
0: Okay. Wait a second. A pinball game. From the 40s and
1: 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say say let's say 50s for sure.
0: I thought those were like from the 70s pinball games.
1: No, 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 no. They go back further than that. Seriously?
0: Now you're going to make me Google this. When was the first pinball game made? Yeah, find out. Okay, hold on, hold on. When was the first pinball machine made? 1930s. Okay, but that's like wood.
1: Yeah, it's wood and metal.
0: This one's wood that you have?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it's called Rogo? It's called Rogo,
0: yes. Rogo pinball machine. I'm looking at it right now. Images, hold on. Okay, interesting. Does it have- it says 19, thor- Is it a Bally? Yeah. Yeah, 1973.
1: Okay, I'm sorry.
0: 1973.
1: 1973. Thank you. Thank you for- Who has, me in uh, by the way, there's one feet.
0: at the Ann Arbor, Michigan Pinball Museum. Just
1: Seriously, so. it's in a museum? Yes. Well, maybe yeah. this is kind of worth something. My my late stepfather invested in a pinball arcade, okay, which went bust. Yeah, and uh, so uh, I got part of the inventory. I got this Rogo uh, pinball machine, which I've kept in pretty good running order. And uh, occasionally, people come down to my basement and and play pinball.
0: Wow. The 1973 Bally Rogo pinball machine in mint condition has been known to sell anywhere from five to 6 million.
1: Are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say.
0: You can get it for about six grand.
1: Six grand. Yeah. This is not in mint condition. I can assure you.
0: <laughs> you're just like, you're just like, you know, you're going to go, Lynn, shut her down. <laughs> uh,
1: unplug it right now. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah
1: ship it out but no i love uh, pinball i played a lot of pinball in law school i i spent most of my time in law school uh which explains a lot uh playing uh, pinball missile <laughs> command and bubble hockey were my uh three uh things that i spent I a did, lot of time who on.
0: who has the high score on that machine on this one yeah
1: i don't I, there there is no high score like oh you
0: can't well i thought no. there. Were, i thought you could get high scores but
1: No, it's, it doesn't have a high score function on it.
0: Okay. It's before high scores.
1: What now? (laughs) Why did you ask about pinball machines?
0: No, you brought it up. I asked about Nintendo. I just, I just pictured you playing duck hunt. Remember on your couch. Yeah. 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 And then you went into pinball machines. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't bring it up
1: no 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 that's 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 fine no that's fine uh, but uh, no i i do enjoy a uh, pinball going to pinball arcades uh still and if you if somebody if somebody has one in their neighborhood let me know i'll, I'll check it out
0: yeah i'm i'm a little bit from a younger demo because i'd be more likely to have a, a mortal Kombat arcade game oh yeah a you know, stand-up game or um things like that i can remember You going know what i'm talking about mortal when Kombat.
1: i when i talk about missile command you know what i'm talking about
0: yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, like I, I like eight bit things or no? Yeah, it's
1: like you know these uh, they've got these uh, planes over your city that are flying and they they're dropping missiles and you have to explode the missiles before in the air before they hit your cities.
0: I see. Okay,
1: that's the kind of the essence of the game. But it was you know it it's today's day and age. You, it was kind of black and white, and uh, you know it really was not. The, the graphics are nothing to take home with you and to be excited about, but it was a great, it was a great game. I spent hours and hours on missile command.
0: Yeah. Well, it looks like if I'm looking here, like Mortal Kombat for me, Mortal Com- that was Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, but really? It was in the early nineties. So I was like 16, 17 when that was coming out. And so I was going to arcades and playing that for okay, sure. Okay.
1: Cool. Yeah. Mortal yeah. Kombat. Yeah. Mortal, Mortal Kombat.
0: Kombat! <laughs> That's how it went, but anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. I did want to, so I wanted to talk a little bit about more about politics before before I got us completely off topic there, but I'm going to bring it back. So I was looking at, um, first of all, we've mentioned this before, in my opinion, this, you know, we've got a provincial election for Ontario coming up in six weeks, Yeah, which is wild because a, it's been, in my opinion, been so quiet, very B it's like, it's hard to believe that it's in six weeks. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I, and I—I uh, I should mention, as I mentioned to you off air, I did do some door knocking for our local Perry Sound, Muskoka candidate Graydon Smith uh, a few days ago, and I can definitely report that it was not top of mind. I mean, people were just like, "There's an election? What? Federal? What?" You know, they—they—they they, they had no idea what yeah. was going on. Yeah, I,
0: I feel like that's—that's that's the norm. On a side note, too, I went to high school with a guy named Perry Sound.
1: Okay, but P E R R Y, right? Yes,
0: yes, not P-A-R-R-Y, Paris. <laughs> I just joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh
0: my gosh, it's just one of those days. Okay, yeah. so the reason I brought up the provincial election is because our we have two uh, first time candidates in our riding of Bay of Quinney. one's uh, an NDP, or obviously one's a liberal. Yeah, um, our incumbent is Todd Smith, who is the minister of energy. He's the minister. Yeah. Who's been on our program. Yes, he has. Um, Good friend of the show. Yeah. Actually, he's held a lot of portfolios and I fully expect him to get reelected, but it's, it's interesting, Tony, because so I've talked about this on the show before too. And those that listen, know this, but you might not know this, that in my early twenties, I actually ran for the new Democrats in 03. And then again, in 06, I think I was like 26 or 27 the first time and then 30 when I ran again. And both times, not so much the second time, but definitely the first time, I was like very naive, never been in politics. Um, you know, had an interest in the social side of things with the NDP, won the nomination, yada yada, yada. But I literally believed that our that I, I had a chance at winning. And so why I'm saying all this is because I'm reading the tweets and reading the posts from the liberal candidate and the new Democrat candidate. And it's, it's like, they actually like, they actually think they have a chance. Well, you
1: have to though. Yeah, I know. I
0: know. But it's like, yeah, you also have to be realistic. You know, I'm not saying you shouldn't, you shouldn't not believe it, but like, I wish that, I guess what I'm saying is when I was doing it, like everyone was making me think that we were going to win. Right. Like, yeah. I didn't temper my expectations. I guess is what I'm saying, and I think you need to have that balance of like how you're going to handle it. If you don't, right? right. Like it's I don't know. I, it I, sucks.
1: It sucks to lose. No, no question yeah. about it. It's cr- it can be very crushing. But you you get up into this whirlwind. Uh, even if you said intellectually at the beginning of your campaign you realize that you don't have much of a chance. Oh yeah, no, I realize that, but it's important that I spread this message and I stand for these things. Then by by week, you know, three and a half or four, you you're well, you know, the response at the door. I think something's brewing here. Yeah, I think something's happening, and because and there have been, of course, many examples in politics of people who've come out of nowhere and uh, been the giant slayer. So it's not impossible, right? Uh, th- th- it does no, happen, but it doesn't happen impossible. all the time. Right. It doesn't You're happen right. all the time.
0: That's right. And I think, you know, one of the, well, actually one of the comments that I saw that kind of made me like, oh, I wish somebody would, they obviously don't have someone in their campaign to give them the straight goods on stuff, is that someone was like, you know, we knocked on several doors today and, uh, of conservative voters that aren't happy with Doug Ford and they've never voted NDP, but they're going to, they're going to give NDP their, the NDP their vote this year. And I'm like, that ain't happening. There's no, first of all, they're just saying that to you to get you off your off their porch or their front yard. <laughs> but I can guarantee you, cause I went through the same thing. I remember in 03 or which was the year with the uh, faith-based funding fiasco with John Torrey. Was that oh six or oh three? No, no 06. it
1: wasn't oh three. It was oh oh seven. It was oh
0: six. Yeah, and I remember knocking. There was a lot of conservatives that were upset um, with that whole discussion, and I remember knocking out a bunch of them. And you know, based on what I heard at the doors, we should have won by a landslide.
1: But yeah, yeah, it
0: didn't happen, right?
1: No, exactly. And and uh, it's. It's so easy, like because you're 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 doing the you're doing polling every day when you're knocking on doors. It's basically a poll, but it's a highly unscientific poll. And one of the things I did, because I did a lot of door knocking in between elections as well as during election periods. So I, I kinda I've knocked on literally hundreds of thousands of doors. And I actually read a book that was in the bibliography of uh, one of Malcolm Gladwell's books called Blink talking about how people make instant instant decisions which uh, you know the human human brain is very good at making instant decisions then he wrote a book a bunch of years later about how we're lousy at making instant decisions so don't get me started on Malcolm Gladwell anyway the point <laughs> being in this book Blink there was in the bibliography a book about how we are conditioned as human beings to for facial recognition, like we understand from a ba- you know from our young baby newborn state what we're seeing on people's faces because we 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 have to recognize for our own good. Uh, you know, to recognize anger, to recognize joy, to recognize disgust, uh, to recognize fear. There's about seven different states of facial expression that are common throughout humanity. And so I read this book on what these were, and it really helped me at the door to understand what people were were maybe hiding from me, but was evident in their facial expressions. And so I would walk away from the door even after they said, well, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I'd walk to the person marking the list and say, no, they're not voting for us. Let's move on. Uh, because, you know, you you can't, You'd ha- it ha- it's very difficult to hide a facial expression, but it's very easy to say something calming so what, to a candidate. What
0: was the biggest tell? Like, what's the biggest tell? That someone is not going to vote for you.
1: Uh, you look at their eyebrows, and uh, you can see it in their in their nose as well. If they have a flared nose, uh, they're If they're averting their eyes, uh, there's a bunch of different tells. Right? Hmm. It would be very good for poker, actually. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. There there is a whole list of things that you could tell. And and uh, I always used to say. Uh, If I asked, you know, I'd say, you know, I really would love to have your vote. And if they said no problem, then I would go back to the marker and say, I think we've got a problem (laughs) because no problem means you've got a problem. It's like things like that, right?
0: Yeah. There was always one indicator. I remember in 15 when I ran that one clear indicator that we didn't have their support was um, when they would say, get off my effing lawn. (laughs) <laughs> that, that, that seemed to be, be very clear to me
1: or i'll sick my dog on you <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes you know there was you know it's funny in, in 15 I'm sure lots of people have this this experience that have run but there was two instances in that campaign where I was literally scared uh on someone's lawn and both instances were involved involved military individuals really oh uh, well, yeah. yeah
1: of course for me yeah of course you're near Trenton. yeah yeah
0: so. and th- like screaming yelling like and, like, I slowly backed off the lawn each time. I was more concerned for my mom at one point because she was knocking doors right near me. And I thought, if this happens to her, like, like I guess I, I was thinking to myself, if, if that person did that to one of my volunteers or my mom or whatever, I would lose it on them.
1: Yeah, well, like, you know, people do threaten and they do... Uh... Yeah, I mean, uh, I've I've never been physically attacked, but it's been close a couple of times for sure. Yeah, and
0: it's like, what do you do in that situation? Like, back, back hey, there's our away. MP running away from someone.
1: Right? Say, like, sort of bother you and get the heck out of there. You yeah, yeah. I mean, that's at all the end you of the
0: do. day, it's you gotta you gotta be smart about it. And, and I think sometimes as politicians, I mean, I you might not have this, but I certainly you want to try to explain your side, like you want to kind of diffuse it. But at, I'm sure you would say, look. You just just go because it's obviously not worth it, right?
1: Yeah, I did not. I, I did not spend a lot of time on persuasion. For me, it was voter identification. Gotcha. Uh, you, you can waste a lot of time as a candidate on persuasion and get yeah. nowhere. So uh, I would I would take the signal. Uh, And if they asked me a question, of course, I would answer it and and maybe have a little bit of to and fro and say, uh, but I would, I would have my exit strategy per door and say, look, I I don't think we're going to agree on this. I I respect your opinion, but uh, I just want to wish you a a nice day and I'll move on now because otherwise you'll just be there forever. And that doesn't serve any purpose either.
0: Well, there you go. If you are a prospective candidate and uh, you want some valuable insight, uh, feel free to reach out to us to uh, access our TED Talks. That's um, right.
1: It's a new a new function of Add Another Thing Podcast.
0: At gmail.com. At, and gmail. Another com. Thing Podcast at gmail.com. We charge by the uh we charge by the minute actually.
1: By by the door.
0: By the door. By the door, yes. <laughs> so we'll uh we'll guarantee you uh great success at the doors. So,
1: exactly. Well it is the season, right?
0: Well, you know, you look at my track record. I've been in I've been in one, two, th- well, you, you think of, I'm sure you can think of yours faster, but I've been in three three nominations. I've won three of them. Mm-hmm. I've been in three municipal elections, won one of them, been in two right. provincial, lost them both, and lost a federal. So, you know. Uh, yeah, fifty you know, fifty kind of but, thing.
1: But no, but you know, fifty fifty is good because, as I say, uh, in each of these races, there is one winner and multiple unsuccessful folks. Oh, I got to I got to mention one other thing at the door from last week. So I'm knocking uh, with the, the candidate, and uh, we get to that. Uh, they said, "Oh, let's go to this door. There's an Audi in the in the in the parking lot, so it might be good for us." I'm thinking, nah, I don't know, <laughs> yeah, but anyway. <laughs> so I we knock on the door. And the uh, lady uh, of the house comes to the door. She says, well, I'm a teacher. And I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be bad. Uh, but she says, I'm a teacher. I don't usually vote conservative. But I do I do look at the individual candidate locally. And I do know Graydon Smith, who's a local candidate. I know him very well. Or I've seen him around. He seems like a good guy. I said, oh, well, that's great. I, I really encourage you to consider voting for Graydon on that basis. Then she said, yeah, you know, uh, federally, um, I haven't. Voted conservative. I, I voted for Trisha Cowie. I thought she was way better than the incumbent. I was the incumbent, and Trisha Cowie is the person running against me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always like Trisha, and, and I'm just nodding, uh-huh, 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 and like I'm not saying anything. She doesn't recognize me, and uh, I managed to, uh, to keep it together despite, despite the, uh, the not uh, stellar um, uh, assessment uh, of me as a, as a candidate federally, but that's that's the way it goes sometimes.
0: Yeah, it's always amazing how quickly people forget about politicians sometimes. Although we think the opposite, right? Right. Yeah, So it's uh,
1: a few people did remember me, but uh, yes,
0: I, I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm not saying they don't. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's in it is interesting. Like I think I've said this before. I was a city councilor in 2010. Uh, you know, served one term and then I didn't run again. Um, people still think I'm on council. People still think I'm on the radio. I haven't oh, yeah. been on the radio in years. So
1: people still think I'm the MP. I still exactly. Get people- yeah. That's it's, it's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah.
0: It's, it just shows I mean, you how it's not, it's not relevant. People- yeah. It's yeah. not relevant to their little, lives. So. People don't pay attention as much no. as we think they do. So I've got
1: other, they've got other fish to fry. I, I respect them for that.
0: Finally, before we wrap up this episode, I, I did mean to ask, cause I mentioned to you a little while ago, but did you, did you ever start watching Severance or no?
1: I haven't yet. No, I've got so many shows. Oh my gosh. It's, Bro, uh,
0: this one's got to go to the top of the pile for you. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. I will. I, I guarantee
0: will. it. You'll watch this show probably in two days, if not less. Okay. Because you'll be hooked on it.
1: Okay. I got to get through a few shows though, Jody. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's very important. Very important. I stick to my schedule.
0: What shows do you got to get through?
1: Well, I, my wife and I are watching, you know, that show, The Americans, about the Soviet spies who were embedded no. in Washington in the Reagan years. So, no, I uh, don't. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's a great, uh, it's harkening back to the days of the uh, the Soviets versus the uh, US in the, in the Cold War. So it's kind of apropos. So we wanted to watch that together. And then I started watching the show in Panama called Alone. Have if I, if I mentioned that? No. That's the one where they, they drop 10 people off separately in the wilderness. And then it's the, the person who lasts the longest uh, gets $500,000. Okay. So the, the first two seasons, they dropped them off on the northwest corner of Vancouver Island. And, um, the third season I think is in Patagonia, but the first two seasons were, especially the second season, like one guy lasted like almost 70 days, completely alone. They do their own camera work. There's not as if there's a camera person with them. Uh, and, uh, you're, you gotta fend for yourself. You gotta make shelter. You've gotta find food. You've gotta not be eaten by bears, like all this stuff going on. And I thought I, it's pretty cool.
0: They should do that with the green party, just drop off a bunch of green <laughs> candidates and the first one to find their way into the legislature gets the job. That's right.
1: Yeah. So. There we go. Yeah. Then they're, they're, they're meritorious if they can do that.
0: <laughs> I love it. Wouldn't that be classic to yeah, run into a green candidate coming across your area? <laughs> yeah.
1: He's gone feral, you know, it's, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty awesome.
0: Okay. Well, thanks again for uh, tuning in. We appreciate the continued support. Uh, it's off the charts. The downloads, the listens, the shares—it's—it's it's, continues to grow. It still, still blows my mind that people tune in and listen to this. Might not and they, blow and yours. They like Tony, these
1: shows where we don't have guests too. So there you yeah. go.
0: Yeah, and like I mean, like we literally have thousands and thousands of people who listen every week. Which <laughs> it's great. it's I, great. I don't understand it, but I love it. I, I love
1: it. Thank it, you, it, thank you, all you yeah. listeners out there. We really appreciate it.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and, again, don't forget about out
1: the out merch table table
0: too. Yes. Zekeagency.com. If you want merch, don't forget to check out municipal solutions.ca. They are our presenting sponsor. Of course, uh, we got the Canada strong and is it Canada strong and free? Yep. Conference coming up. What are the dates on that again?
1: May 5th to 7th. It's coming up.
0: So we'll be excited about that. Or we are excited about that. Uh, looneypolitics.com. Yes. The code podcast to get 50% off your annual subscription. And yeah, we will do this again in seven days. Enjoy the rest of your week, Tony.
1: You betcha, you too.